What's up, St. Louis? I'm Tom. I'm Will. And this is the Being Church Podcast. Man, that feels good. We really have just done these like cold opens for the last few episodes. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, I, I wasn't feeling like myself, but now I feel like we could do this yeah, the right way. Yeah, with the what's up, St. Louis, dude. <laughs> That's a key phrase, It's man. the key element of the podcast, dude. Um, we got to banter about something. I, I don't know. <laughs> we have to banter we about We already something. recorded an episode. We got to, there's nothing else to banter about. <laughs> no, no, we can come up with some banter. Dude. Uh, I got something to banter about. Tell me. I'm very afraid that my air conditioning bill is going to be very high. My electricity bill is going to be very high this month. Why is that? Because I'm actually running my AC. Oh, yeah. And I haven't had to the past, like, five months. (laughs) So, for those of you who don't know, Tom joined staff in August. Yeah. I haven't experienced... This is ridiculous. He only had, like, one month of being brutally hot before it got somewhat hot. This is, like what summer in chicago is like it's may wait right now it's like 90s yeah this is oh i'm i'm nervous man dude in and about my, a month you're gonna be long. and i'm Miserable. moving out of my apartment so this won't be a problem in july in august but my windows are like so my my apartment building was built in the 70s yeah or the 60s 70s I think. the windows are original <laughs> so they're like single pane aluminum frame super drafty so my air is running all the time. And so I have it set on like 82 in my house and just like fans going. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's not that bad actually, but um, but it's running all the time. It runs like 30 minutes an hour. And I'm like, this is going to be ridiculous because my bills last month have been like $40. They're going to be like $140 and it's not even July yet. Uh, it's not going to be $140. It won't be $100. Well, it might feel be, like it might be $80. Ugh, whatever. Anyway, no one... It's true, though. Y'all hired me at the right time because uh, it, coming here during the summer is—I re- I forgot how bad the summer was here yeah. because I was gone for two summers in a row. Yeah, like I was up in Omaha, Nebraska, and then I was dude, down nice in Guatemala. In it's nice in Omaha, dude. And there's water in Guatemala, right? And the, well, I mean, there's, there's a, a beach if you drive three hours away from. Our, I yeah. was in the mountains, though. Uh, it wasn't i mean so it was cool in the morning it was kind of hot in the afternoon but i literally i I figured this out except for going into a bank one or two times i never went inside wow everything everything was outside like the church even the churches like you go inside they're open air they're open like there's like uh the you know maybe they have windows sometimes they don't they have stained glass but the the front door is just wide open wow so there's no like air conditioning there's i mean the house that i lived in yeah. Had a door, but the window was just screens. Cool, for, dude. Uh, like uh, to the inside, of course. But that's awesome. So you I guess when you have a nice climate like that, uh, yeah, it's sweet. You don't have to go inside. No, it was great. Anyway, it was awesome. I guess if we ever hire anybody else, we should bring them in like February and March. No, you want to bring them. You want them to get. You want it to be hot, and then and then really hot. No, you want it to be hot and then uh, warm. And then cold, and so they get their feet wet before, before it's uh, terrible. You're all you know the ones that I feel really bad for the people that I feel really bad for. Is maybe this is bad? Pregnant ladies in the summer. I could not imagine in Texas. I know. I have a friend who uh, she was pregnant like twice during the summer, and she said it was just you got an NFP around that. You know, (laughs) get an NFP around the summer. That's a just cause. No, but it, I mean, it's just so hot, and I can't imagine, you know, carrying another human being, another inside human your being. Body. I mean, I've gained ten pounds in the past month, but I don't think it's the same, based on what I've been told. 
I don't think it's the same. I think any are we skirting any, a line here, Tom? Punch you through the through the podcast through the mo- you, or yeah, whatever yeah. their phone. Uh, you can uh, write your complaints to seventy six zero one Burnett Road. <laughs> Attention, Tom, Tom Karate. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're just gonna lay uh, terrible things on the podcast and then leave. <laughs> no, I want this thing to go on long after I'm gone. Yeah. Anyway, dude, today I wanted to talk about something that's kind of um, it's become like pop culture in the church but it's but it's good uh some pop culture things are bad this is good i'm sorry i'm sorry i need to lean i need to we're using a new mic <laughs> and this th- there's been a lot of books written there's been a lot of ink spilled in the last i mean five years even um on this concept of like what does it mean to be a church that's just maintaining and what does it mean to be a church that's on mission so it's this idea of maintenance versus mission um the idea is that organizations that are maintenance organizations are are really just kind of doing the daily grind, um, checking boxes, like stuck in the small minutia of things, paying bills, making sure bills get paid, um, you know, make sure people are getting their sacraments, all this, all this stuff. You know, they're just they're they're hitting the uh, what do you want to call it? The um, oh man, the lowest common denominator. Yeah, is the, they're just the getting minimum. it done acceptable standards yeah they're coming in they're punching the clock they're getting it done and the idea is that these that other organizations these mission oriented organizations have a bigger goal have a wider focus you know and not only are they keeping lights on and uh doing all this other stuff that the the maintenance organizations are doing but they're going above and beyond Mm -hmm. they're creating new cultures in their place cultures of discipleship of community of um innovation you know And, and these these places are alive these maintenance organizations, if they're churches or dioceses, um, you know, by certain standards and by some people's measurements, there's only, you know, like three to five percent of the people in that community are, quote unquote, disciples, committed, faithful people of Jesus Christ who yeah. believe that they can have a relationship with God and believe that Christ is present in the sacraments, yeah. you know, which is astounding. Yeah, no, that's it's crazy. I mean, you think about the the, the body of Christ, right? That's what we call the church, and if yeah, five percent of them are actually disciples. Then that should tell us something about we're missing the mark somewhere. Exactly. And so I, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to bounce this around. This is this is like some like behind the scenes talk. Like, are we doing a good job here at St. Louis? Are we doing a good job here in the diocese of Austin? What does it take to move from a maintenance organization to a mission organization? Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying we don't do a good job here. It's just we can always do better. Though. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I like being self-critical. <laughs> I like I like looking at what we do and say how can we do this better. I like criticizing you, Tyler. Thank you. That's so easy. Isn't it? Yeah, it's quite. Easy. You could really say anything. Um, no, that's an interesting. I mean, I've heard this many a time, right? Maintenance versus mission. It's been kind of thrown around for really the past yeah five years. I mean, certainly since I've been in seminary, yeah, it's been a big question. Uh, but I, I do think that there's something there. One of the things I was thinking about is this kind of experience of, is everyone working for the same goal? You know, like, is everyone open to kind of this, this broader mission? I think that that's a really important concept in any organization, but it's, and in a church, I mean, the church is an organization that has a, a mission and mm-hmm. has a, a, a ways that we go about fulfilling that mission. Um, but it's really easy, right? Like I've been an hourly worker before, right? And so if you were an hourly employee, uh, sometimes you do the things that you do 
without much kind of like, oh, I'm going to make this more efficient or I'm going to make this better. Right. Because you're afraid of kind of the, the the change of the status quo. You might work yourself out of a job. You might do these kind of things, right? So I think that it's um, really important mm-hmm. to get people on board, uh, not just – and I'm not just talking about staff. I'm talking about the entire parish, yeah. right? Yeah. Where people are thinking, how can I not, how can I get this one task done? Or what's the way that we've always done this task? Exactly. But how can I succeed in this mission of evangelization, right? This mission of creating community. Um, that's a really, I think that's a pretty essential yeah, point I, in our, I, <clears throat> when yeah. you said, how do I work myself out of a job? It was really interesting. I I saw this tweet the other day, and I forget who tweeted it. I just tried to look it up. Um, but it was this successful business person, and they said, like, if you're not trying to work yourself out of a job. Chris Treadaway. Oh, was it Chris? Chris Treadaway. Yeah, yeah. He retweeted it. the podcast. Yeah. What's up, Chris? Uh, but he tweeted this thing, and it was something like, if you're if you're not working to work yeah. yourself out of a job, like, you're not you're not doing your job. Yeah, you're not doing your job. Um, which I thought was really interesting. There's there's this... We need to... Uh, this is not just a staff member thing. No, either, right? no, no, no. no. Um, like, of course, parish staff... I think it has to start yeah. often with the staff. Right? Parish staff has to set the tone, right? Yeah. We all have to be on the same page. You're exactly right. There needs to be a mission. The church's mission is to evangelize. Yeah. It's, it's what, you know, Period. all the documents say, yeah. right? And she does it through the sacraments and through catechesis and through liturgy and all this stuff. Um, and our job is to kind of make that happen in people's lives. Um, and I see my job and I haven't done a good job of it this year. I want to do a better job of it moving forward. My job is to empower people, uh, to be disciples and to disciple other people. Yes. Right. Um, whether it's in confirmation class, whether it's in RCA or whether it's Sunday after mass, like I want to make myself obsolete. Here. Yeah. Like, I want this place to be so alive and so on fire with people sharing the gospel to such an extent that, like, I don't need to be here. Yeah. Right? Because other people will come up with new interesting events that we should plan, new speakers that we should bring, like, new ideas to form community. Like, they'll figure it out. Yeah. If I'm just, like, a room reserver, that would be great. Like, I want to work myself out of a job. Yeah. Um, granted, you never will. But... I won't. I will never will. <laughs> uh, but uh, not because people won't be like that but because uh I'll there's always, always someone else to evangelize every yeah. generation needs to evangelize exactly exactly yeah. um but i mean i have to set the tone right yeah. i have to i have to set that example for other people yeah you have to say to to this person okay i not can you um just help me with this one task right but will you share this vision right with me will and you so, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly when people when people come to me they're like hey we need to start a bible study we need to start a small group bible study i'm like I love that idea. I have no time to do that. This is what I want to do. I want to evangelize people through this Bible study. I want to grow. Will you help me? Yeah. And they go, ah, I don't want to do that. Right. So this is the tough part. It's like, I need, I need people's help, but you know, they see it as this huge sacrifice of time, which it is. Uh, and, and like work, which it is, it's a lot of work. Um, but if we're going to thrive as a parish, it can't just be me pushing the, right. And it can't be buttons. just Father James or Father Doug or anyone else, right? Like exactly. it's this is a it's a it's a subtle and um, less thought about form of clericalism. Yeah. Or even we could might even call it staffism. 
in the, in the church, right? That, um, oh, that's, that's the, the priest's job. You know, I ran into this one time and it really frustrated me with a group where it was like, we need, we need more priests to come to our meetings. And I, I'm all like, when yeah. I'm a priest, I want to be, sure. be present, but there is a limit, right? There's, there's only 24 hours in a day and a priest, he has to rest and he has to work out and he has to, you know, have a, a few moments to pray exactly. and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, so he's not available for every type of thing. And uh, these folks were kind of like, we don't know how to answer this question that these mm. people were bringing up. And I was like, great. Just tell them you don't know the answer <laughs> and tell them you'll go find out the answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, of course, you can always invite the priest to come. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But it, it was just kind of like, like, go do it. It's mm. fine. There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with you searching for this answer and giving them this answer and helping them to realize that that uh it's not only priests who know who know things right right like, exactly you know, like this other person that that you're evangelizing like i really think that the clericalism kind of comes in there where people believe that like the church should only be like active quote unquote or the active parts of the church are like the priests and the staff members if there's any staff and yeah. that's just like the opposite of what exactly like every document. I don't have a family yet. I mean, I do have family. I don't have my own family yet, but like in the future, I will. And I cannot be here yeah. every night of the week to yeah. help people encounter Christ. Yeah, you know, because you have to encounter. You have to help your wife and your children encounter. God willing, Christ. exactly right. Yeah. Like I have to be attentive to my first vocation. Yeah, and so if we can't grow in this way, like it makes life really hard. And the only person who's going to be able to have this job is, you know, someone who doesn't have yeah. a life outside of this, this church, which this happens a lot. <laughs> this happens a lot with youth ministers. They come yep. and they, um, not, I'm not just talking, I'm not talking about St. Louis. I'm talking about generally speaking, one of the areas that I have some knowledge about is youth ministry. And, yeah. and, uh, you see these, these guys and gals come out of wonderful theological programs. They come into a parish, they work really hard for like, two to three years uh and they then they're either two things happen either they uh, get burnt out right and they realize i'm working way more hours than i would in a corporate job and i'm waking i'm making way less money way less money <laughs> but uh, and and uh, there's an argument to be said well you're working at a church it's a little bit different but but I, I do think that it's important to recognize that people deserve to be compensated fairly yeah. and justly for their, which we do very well here. Yeah, and uh, and then the other thing it, that happens is um, they get married, and when they're married, just married, okay, you can still kind of work that situation. Mm -hmm. When they start having kids, though, uh, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of. I got to go be over there and this job is not letting me do that as well. Or there's a lot of stress there or the money issue kind of can, exactly. can come up. Right. And a lot of people have to start side hustles, side hustles to make more money. And it's just like, uh. and so if they're not, um, if they're not committed to right. the vision and they can't advocate for themselves either, or if the parish won't let them advocate for themselves or if the, the community is not supportive, they're, they're going to leave, you know, and yeah. that, that happens. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, there in my head, it's like there's this uh, tendency that we all have. We all have it, not just it doesn't happen here at St. Louis ever, of course. 
we, we have a tendency to micromanage, you know, to pull everything closer to ourselves and hold on to it because I want to control it. Yeah. And in a sense, that's okay because like, if you're a director of a ministry, you're accountable for the quality of your, of your ministry. Yeah. You know? Um, but in another sense, we, we can't do that. No. We're going to, if we grab it too hard, we're going to kill it. We're going to suffocate it. We're going to suffocate it and we're going to not let it grow because we're, we're hovering over it. And exactly. Yeah. So this is, this is the experience I had in my, I don't want to drop any, in a, in, in a another job parish. that I had, yeah. the whole organization is thriving. It's, it's missioning. Like it's good. It's growing. There are people coming to church. People's gifts and talents are being, uh, used and, and honored and it's awesome. Um, but I've been and in this whole organization, there's just one branch that is just dying mm-hmm. that it's, it's, it's grip is so tight on what it does. It's, uh, it's so self-focused and the people in there are good people, but they're doing it for them, mm. you know? Uh, and, and the ministry suffers. It does not grow. They're not open to new ideas from other people because, um, yeah, they take those as attacks. Like I'm not doing a good enough job. Uh, they don't give responsibility to other people. It, it's just yeah. right. Like they, they don't consider it their minute. They don't consider their ministry as God's. They consider it theirs and they don't share it with the burden with other people. Yeah. And so you get crushed under that burden. Yeah. You literally get sick. Yep. You literally stop coming into work. Uh, the gospel, it just dies yeah. in that in that space, you know? Um, so, I mean, I've seen this happen. And, and not just in one place. I've seen it happen in a lot of places. Um, and so, I mean, I'm new to all this. I'm new to doing this on my own, quote unquote. I'm yeah. new to leading this. So I'm still trying to figure out the best way to bring people into this mission with me and share the burden. But um, I've seen what trying to do it all yourself can do. Yeah. And it's just not, it's not good. No. Yeah. And so when people come to me, they're like, I want to get involved. I'm like, awesome. I need to figure out a place to put you. <laughs> like I need to figure out a place to get you involved. What do you want to do? Yeah. You know? Um, and so I say all that to say, we need to be okay with letting go in the church a little bit. We need to be okay with, eh, that wasn't the best. I probably could have done that better, but like their heart's in a good place. Yeah. And we can, we can improve on that. Yeah, and we also need to be okay with doing ministry, recognizing that um, the, the parish is not always called to do every ministry that we, like as individuals, might think that it's called to yes. do, right? Yes, um, And that that's not a no, absolutely, to doing that, right? So if, if there's a Bible exactly. study that you want to do um, and there's not room at the parish— Invite people to your house. Do it in your home. Go to a coffee shop. You have you, the ability to do these things. Yeah, and so no I, one's going to get mad. At and you. no one, will, no one will get mad at you for doing that, right? It, I mean, they might. Um, it, now, if you if you want some help from the someone like what Tom Absolutely. Tom's role, right. they would even help you do some of the 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 major kind of planning if you never talked about a Bible study or you know that's kind of things that are we're able to 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 provide exactly. Um, and so, so I think that that's, um, that's a really important thing. You're right on. I, I was actually talking like the, the things that we think are important might not line up with the mission of like, there's this book out there. I think it's, uh, I can't remember if it's divine renovation or one of the other ones. Um, but it start the chat, the first chapter is like, there's this group at the parish that's been playing cards in the basement forever. And this new pastor rolls in and he's like, this isn't in line with our mission and he kicks them out and they get very upset and they do terrible things. And so sometimes the things that we think are important don't really belong in parish life. 
I would agree that like yeah. playing cards. But anyway, you could do that at someone's house. Um, but sometimes parish staff is so focused. I can say this for myself. We're so focused on the big picture and other things that other people come to us and they say, this is a gap and we need to fill this. And we don't think it's important. Yeah. Uh, I was just talking to a priest at a different parish in Austin in this diocese um, the other day. And he was telling me how a parishioner like 10 years ago came to him and said, hey, we need to start a clinic. And she told him all the, he was like, this is great. I don't have any money for this. You can do it, but you're, you got to, you got to yeah. fund it, you know, do it. And he was like nine times out of 10. No one does anything. Exactly. But this person grew it and it's now it's like this big, Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. It's, it's an this, amazing place. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not saying that everyone is called to do something like that, but we all are called to do something. Yeah. I, we can't do it all. Yeah. <laughs> Staff can't do it all, yeah. you know, because we're burdened by things like paperwork and stuff like that. I yeah. would love to do it all, but I can't. So, yeah. It's, so the idea is that everyone has to have that that vision, right? Exactly. That, that uh, the parish gives the vision to everyone out. And so um, it doesn't matter if you're listening to this and you're a priest or if you're a, a, a seminarian or if you're a lay person, right? Like you have a a part in that vision of or religious. Maybe our sisters are listening. Yeah, or they're religious. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, if there's any sisters listening, and you can email us, we'd love to hear from oh, you. Oh, please do. Yes, please. Uh, uh, that's Tom. Tom dot Karani at Saint Lewis dot org. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know what the like what the spark is. Yeah. What the transition point is yet um, to move from maintenance to mission? I would say that Saint Louis isn't isn't totally a maintenance parish no but i would say that we've got a long way to go before we're a total mission parish yeah um and i think that it's like you those things that are maintenance things you have to do them absolutely right like you have to pay the bills right and you have to do all these other things so yes. that, that things can happen yes um and those are very important things to do we i mean running we have a business a, huh? it's just running a business yeah i mean we have a coo and we have a a um uh, accountant and we have a bookkeeper and we have the registrar for the school and we have all those things. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not that person's just doing their job, right? right? They're part of, they might just be doing their job, but they see how their job fits into the whole, fits into the mission, fits into the mission of St. Louis, right? Exactly. I pay the bills because I'm making a place for ministry possible. Exactly. Know? Right. Um, and that kind of thing. And so so it might look like for a, a busy family, it mission might look like we really don't have time to do much right now. We're really busy, but we can give 1% more than we gave last year. Yep. And and that might be what the mission part, you know, like it, you know kind of the 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 planned mission part, right? right. Like you're always going to encounter people, you're always going to Right. Be looking for how can I fit more into the vision, but that might be the the answer to the mission for, yeah. for some people. Yeah. Um, some people it's going to be time, more time, you know, it, depending upon um, how you fit into the this vision, and that's that's what's beautiful about it. This allows for flexibility, mm-hmm. right? You can you can say, okay, well, this is not really necessary anymore. That doesn't mean that you're not part of the 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 you know. If Tom were to tell uh, the group. If we had a group that played cards downstairs, right, every Wednesday, and Tom needed that that space for something that was more mission essential, it wouldn't be all right, guys. Bye, you're never part of this this place again, 
right? It would be um, an invitation to something different, yeah. right? Uh, so I think that that's a really important. Yeah, I, and I'll, overall, like, what can you do to help your parish be more mission based? What can we do to help St. Louis, you know, preach the gospel more? Yeah, there's like active roles we can take in sharing with people and being community, but you can also pray. Like, I know that sounds like a cop out, but it's not. Like, if if in your prayer every night you said, "And Lord, um, you know, whatever you want for your people at St. Louis, like just just grant that, make it happen." When we invite God to work in our parish, obviously He's here. Obviously He's working. When we invite Him to work in newer and bigger ways, He will. Yeah, He'll make it possible too. Yeah. Um, so I try to I try to remember to pray for. No, that's really good. St. Louis that's every day. That's the first and most essential. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it shouldn't just be me. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't just be staff doing that. We should all be doing that. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening right now, you can pause it, especially since we're almost done and, uh, and say a quick prayer for your parish and, yeah. your, and your community members. Yeah. Anyway. All right. This has been being church podcast. Uh, I'm Will. I'm Tom. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe and share. Follow us on our social media channels. Check out our, all our media ministry here at St. Louis coffee with the collars and all that other fun stuff. Uh, and if you've got any ideas for how to grow ministry here at the parish or if you've got a way you want to serve, hit me up. Let me know. All right, guys. Go be church. <laughs>